Welcome to this Innovation Forum podcast with me, Ian Welsh. I'm delighted to be joined today by Scott Kelly, who's SVP for Model Development at Resilience. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Great to be here. Thank you. Why don't you start off by just explaining in a couple of sentences what Resilience does? So Resilience helps businesses to understand their climate risks. We have a suite of models that estimate both physical and transition risk at a company level. We use data and the latest client science to build out those models to understand extreme weather events, flooding, extreme temperature increases. But also on the transition risk size, we have models that look at things like policy risk, liability risk, reputational risk, consumer sentiment risk and others, and then build metrics to understand what the risks and how these will affect business over time. At the Sustainable Apparel and Textiles Conference in Amsterdam that's coming up, we're going to be talking about net zero planning. What evidence do you see that the apparel and textile sector is taking the net zero challenge seriously? To be honest, I think progress has been slower than I would have expected. In a recent report by the Fashion Revolution, they publicise an annual transparency index. And uh, in the latest review, they looked at um, annual reports from 250 of the world's largest fashion brands and retailers from across the world. And they look at signs for how an organisation is starting to take sustainability and climate change seriously. In that report, they showed that just 65% of major brands publish emissions from their own operations, that's scope one emissions, and only 34% publish a carbon footprint at the processor or raw material level, so that's scope three emissions. Of those, 31% of brands publish a decarbonisation target. So how can you really set and develop a net zero plan if you're not really making a target to reduce to net zero? If the world's largest brands and retailers were in a swimming race, that would represent three quarters of those contestants still on the starting block looking for the finish line. What more should the sector be doing right now? There's quite a few things, but I think the first step would be, and in fact, this is a saying from someone called Peter Drucker. He said, what gets measured gets managed. Measuring a company's carbon emissions has got to be the first step to understanding an organization's overall impact. Once emissions are understood and measured, where they are coming from can be identified and then a plan established for how to reduce those emissions. Of course, setting a goal to achieve those targets over time can be enacted. Brands and other companies have had their fingers burnt in the past missing targets. I'm thinking particularly around deforestation, 20 targets that were all missed. To reach a net zero position by 2050, how do you categorise the importance of interim target setting? Yeah, it's an interesting point because I think in the past, companies have been a bit cavalier with their attitude towards setting targets without really understanding what was required to meet those targets. And I think that primarily has been driven through marketing needs. There's consumer demand that companies need to be setting these targets, but then not much thinking has been going on behind the scenes to what that means for the business. Perhaps they're looking at their competition and competition is setting targets and businesses rightfully taking the issue seriously and setting targets, but without the thinking that goes behind that. So I think what needs to happen is that a business needs to understand where their emissions are coming from, what is a reasonable expectations in terms of what the target setting should be. And I think importantly, making sure those targets are aligned with the strategic direction and governance of the company, because these things definitely need to be aligned. If they're separate, then those targets aren't going to be met. What do you think the apparel sector and apparel sector brands should do to go about setting these targets effectively? Achieving net zero won't happen simply by setting and publishing a target to achieve net zero. The first thing to note is that achieving the net zero needs to be accompanied by a plan, and that plan should be fully integrated with the company strategy and government processes of the business. A good plan will also specify a carbon budget, 
carbon budget, I guess, is a good way to think about it. Is it's similar to a target, but it allocates a certain amount of emissions that the company can produce in any particular year. Putting it in those terms, I think, gives it a different light, puts it more into a financial context, and it allows the company to then set that budget and meet those stepping stones to achieving that long-term target over time. To get there, what are the steps that brands need to take to ensure that progress is made and at the pace necessary? Is it all about measurement, as you just said? Measurement is definitely the first step. And so that requires measuring scope one, scope two, and scope three emissions. Scope three emissions for the textile industry are incredibly important. They represent over 90% typically of a fashion brand's emissions. However, I wouldn't recommend setting a target until a company has a good idea of where those emissions are coming from and what will be required to bring those emissions down as fast as possible. And once that's done, I think it's a good thought exercise to see what would happen in order to achieve the net zero 2050 targets. That's become the default standard across industry is net zero by 2050. Companies are obviously pushing the envelope more, but as a first exercise, let's set that as a target and see what that means for the business. And then there might be opportunities for bringing that timeline forward and accelerating that change over time. Once a feasible plan is established, it is then important to publicly disclose what that company is going to do. This does several things, but most importantly, it keeps the company accountable to the targets that it's setting to shareholders and customers so that the company is then committed to achieving those targets over time. Finally, I think it's important to annually report on progress against those targets over time and to annually show whether they're meeting or exceeding the carbon budgets on an annual basis. You picked up on transparency just now. What evidence are you seeing in the apparel sector that there is a greater acceptance of the need for transparency, perhaps in supply chains and businesses that haven't been transparent in the past? Transparency is an important issue, and it's something that the sector, I think, is struggling with. I referred earlier to the fashion index. It could very well be that companies are meeting targets, but they're just not reporting on them. So I think we need to see more of that reporting to get that accountability in place. Scope 3, obviously, significant part of net zero transition for companies. Scope 3, obviously, supply chain emissions. What can apparel sector brands do to inspire their suppliers to engage with them on net zero so they can really then get to the crux of dealing with their scope 3 emissions? This is the crux of the issue, really, because this is where the majority of the emissions lie. And I think there's a number of things that can be done. I think there needs to be more collaboration right across the sector. There needs to be supplier agreements in place with suppliers, both upstream and potentially if there are downstream businesses, those agreements can be put in place. There is issues of double claiming as well. Those agreements need to specify that those emissions aren't being counted by multiple organisations. Collaborating with peers to make sure that they are genuine emissions reductions, I think, is an important part of that process. Whilst obviously there are some clear challenges, and we've just been talking about some of them, what do you see as the opportunities for the apparel sector from climate change and from engaging on these issues? I think there's raft of opportunities here. At the moment, over 50% of all textiles are produced from fossil fuel derived synthetic materials. So I think there's a massive opportunity to shift to more sustainable materials. This can be as simple as shifting to recycled plastic bottles and the manufacture of polyesters. This technology already exists. It just requires a commitment from the company to start shifting its virgin resources to different materials. There are opportunities for more sustainable materials, organic cottons and other produce. There's also opportunities for circular economy principles. So this is more downstream, designing clothes for durability, 
building in circularity into the process. Maybe the company can look at a rental model. There are already several companies that have developed a successful clothing rental business to close that loop, making sure that clothes are recyclable or even upcycling the used product of clothes. So that's an important part of it. And then I think there needs to be some consumer education as well. Take shifting away from this idea of fast fashion, marketing products that are durable, long-lasting and high quality and pushing that as the marketing strategy for the business. And I think there is demand there, but over the last decade, we've seen a shift in the other direction to more fast fashion. That's definitely an area that needs to change first. So what are some concrete steps then that companies can take to take advantage of these opportunities? first step is to start with a vision, set goals, and then make a plan for how to get there. I mean, it's all pretty standard stuff. The real work really begins, though, when companies start implementing the plan, and then issues start popping up along the way for how that might play out. So I think it's important to be agile and be honest be open and transparent and make sure you're reporting as you're going along. We're all on the journey together. Customers and investors just want to see that progress is being made in the right direction. The point about collaboration, of course, is, is a very good one. This can only happen if all parts of a sector, all players in a sector work together and collaborate to deliver the ultimately getting to the, the net zero position that people want to get to. It's been a fascinating conversation. Scott Kelly from Resilience, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. <laughs>